I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And it's a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. Or you can go old school and give us a call at one 800 331 Six four four five. All right, so I have a lot of excellent information to pass along to you here today. And and again, if I'm out in the marketplace and I'm just kind of bombarded with the same or similar questions over and over and over, as you know, I kind of take that as a nudge to share uh, the answers to all of those questions or similar questions with you, uh, the listening audience. So... Uh, one of the questions is, when should we think about moving? And oh my gosh, I have spoken with so many people here recently over the last maybe three or four or five weeks, and they're really struggling with this. They're like, Steve, I mean, you know, we're pretty comfortable where we're at, but we know we're going to need to be moving here in the near future. I mean, how do you, how do you figure that out? So uh, let me say this, that uh, it is the most frequently asked question that I have had for nearly 20 years operating senior care consulting. Steve, when should we move? We don't want to move too soon. We don't want to wait too long. We just, you know, we, we we want to get it right. We want to get it right. And... I'll say that many times it's pretty obvious. It's it's just very very obvious. There there's been an accident. There was a sudden health issue, unexpected, like a you know a stroke or a heart attack, or maybe someone took a fall and all of a sudden that has really accelerated their need or dependency on other people to help them with those daily tasks that they were doing just fine yesterday, right? So these things happen. So you have one of those sudden unexpected events that would trigger that move and th- and that's 
That's the obvious stuff. But I'll also say that way more often than not, it's not so obvious. It's not so clear cut. It's very, very gray. And then, and, and then that leads to the struggle. When are we supposed to move? I mean, how, how do you do this? So I like to say that the following things should trigger the conversation to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. Number one, if we have a safety issue. So when it's no longer safe to live at home. And many of these safety concerns have to do or are related to memory challenges of Alzheimer's or dementia or just forgetfulness, whatever it might be. Could be different levels of that, of memory challenges or cognitive issues. But leaving the stovetop burners on, now we have a risk of a fire that could be catastrophic. Uh, That's uh, easy to fix, but boy, gosh, I hear about that one all the time. Um, Not eating properly or drinking properly, so malnutrition or dehydration. Uh, Just uh, that's way, way, way more common than you might think. Uh, Here's one. Wandering away could either be walking away from your home. You're just going to go out for a walk. I mean, how bad could it be, right? You, you, You walk outside, you're enjoying our beautiful instantaneous summer weather that we're enjoying (laughs) and and all of a sudden you look up and you're like oh i don't recognize this place how how do i get home from here and all of a sudden you can't remember quite how you got here or where your home is and now you're lost so you just start walking all right that is super dangerous uh many of these issues uh, result in a silver alert Every time I see a silver alert on any of my social media accounts, I immediately, boom, I share it, public share. And I just pass that along because you never know if someone might know that person or they may know someone in their family and all of a sudden we can kind of help out here. Most silver alerts have a happy ending, uh, but unfortunately, many times they don't. So that's that's uh, uh, obvious. Uh, obviously, that's a major safety issue. Unsanitary living conditions, just due to neglect, or or just the inability to take care of oneself. Injuries at home, frequent falls, frequent hospitalizations. Here's one that flies under the radar. And you, you may not think of this as a safety issue. This is a major safety issue. Not taking your medications on time or not taking them at all or taking two doses instead of one. You're just, you're just not taking them properly. All right. That is a huge, huge, major, major issue. Getting, your, getting the right medications on board and taking them at the right time. Super important. And with some disease processes, timing is critical, such as taking your Parkinson's medications. Timing is very critical there. Monitoring your blood glucose levels and taking insulin and the proper level of insulin. Super important. Okay? So that that one flies under the radar. I put that in the category of safety issue. Uh, falling victim to elder abuse, elder financial abuse. And I have to say, elder fun, all of any abuse makes me sick to my stomach, but I, I keep hearing more and more about 
so-and-so is taking advantage of my mom or my neighbor's dad. What is there anything that can do about that can be done about it? And yeah, you can you can take steps to remedy that, but it gets pretty tough. Let me say this that with elder financial abuse, way more often than not, I would say most of the time, that elder financial abuse comes from close in, your inner circle. Someone from your family, a longtime family friend, a neighbor, some uh, maybe a, 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 a caregiver or someone who comes into the home who has befriended this person, and now they've now that they have their trust, all of a sudden these purchases start showing up in their checking account or on their credit card. You better watch that, and if you see anything that's out of line, get a get a handle on that real quick. Okay, but I, I put those things uh, and some others in the category of when it's no longer safe to live at home. All right, number two, a close number two, maybe 1A, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community, when the caregiver's health and well-being are in decline. You cannot let that go on very long. So we're talking about your mental health, your emotional health, spiritual health, and of course your physical health. All right, what do we do as caregivers? We put our own needs last and we pour everything we are and everything we have into being the best caregiver that we can be. We call that being the heroic caregiver and many times to the detriment of our own self, of our own needs. We start skipping doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, eye checkups. We start skipping social events like book clubs and donuts with the guys. And we start skipping going to church we, we, we put everything aside. And le- let me say this. Stress is a very, very powerful force. I have seen, and this is horrible. I mean, this is terrible, and this is an absolute true story. It's just nauseating because it's so easily prevented. But I have seen so many caregivers pass away because they were being crushed by the stress, and they had a stroke They had a heart attack, and they died. And now, guess what? You've completely defeated the purpose. Now you're not here to watch over this person that you love so much. You you blew it. That sounds a little bit harsh, but I'm trying to get your attention. Okay, so if your mom is just completely worn out, caring for your dad she won't accept any help well guess what that's normal you got to do something about it and it could be reversed if your dad is you see him failing because he's pouring everything he has into caring for your mom now you have two people on the decline and you cannot let that go on very long do not do it You're going to maybe have to have some tough conversations, some difficult conversations. Always have those conversations 
Approach it with love and compassion and honesty. But have those tough conversations because you cannot have, you just can't go on very long. And trust me, I have known of all kinds of caregivers who suddenly they pass away and now they're not here to look over this person that they love so much that they literally gave their lives caring for them. Okay, so coming up next, I'm going to have more regarding when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. All assisted living communities provide memory care. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com. Just, I mean, it's very obvious. Just scroll down just a little bit and it'll say stream live here. You just click it and boom, you are in. You could also use the app Odyssey. So download the app Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and just look for Talk 980 AM and then Senior Care Live. You can save that, favorite it, and uh, boom, you're in, and that way you can just stream it as well. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. All assisted living communities provide memory care. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... True. The answer is true. And you're like, now, wait a minute, Steve. You, you've said before that not all assisted living communities have a memory care neighborhood. And that's right. But I've also said that every single assisted living community does provide at least some level, some minimal level of memory care. So care for someone who is on the early side of that dementia decline, really early stage Alzheimer's, okay? We may just be pleasantly forgetful, okay? <laughs> and, and, and they may be able to care for someone who is a lot further along in that cognitive decline, but at some point, and I've talked about the triggers of what could qualify you to, to require a memory care unit or neighborhood or whatever you want to call it, that specialized area of care within the building, at some point when you when you trip that when you trip that trigger, so to speak, when you cross that threshold, then you're gonna to have to move to the memory care neighborhood. Now not all assisted living providers have a separate or a dedicated memory care neighborhood, but all of them do care for cognitively impaired residents to a certain level. 
Right. So if that sounds confusing, guess what? That's because it is. <laughs> right. That's why so many people contact Senior Care Consulting, my firm, to help walk them through this whole search and selection process. We want to make sure that uh, that a we identify exactly what we need and we and we get that right and then b we identify our best options available in the marketplace and then we want to vet them we want to gather a lot of information uh, about each one of those top places report that back to you so that you and your family can make an informed and educated decision and move forward with confidence that's what my firm does each and every day we are phenomenal at that by the way we've been at it for a long time no one knows this market better than i do period right challenge me on that i dare you because you're not going to (laughs) win right so if you want expert guidance uh, with with compassion right just helping you and your family through that search and selection process give me a call at senior care consulting 913-945-2800 913-945-2800 or visit online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, back to answering that difficult question, when should you consider moving from your home to a senior care community? So we talked about if there's a safety issue. We also talked about if the health and well-being of the caregiver are now declining. Do not, you just can't let that go on very long. You're going to have to step in and do something about that. Okay. Number three, when the cost of in-home care becomes too expensive. Now, let me qualify that. I am a huge fan, major proponent of in-home assistance. Right? That that home care, that non-medical in-home assistance. So home care providers can come into your home on an hourly basis and help you with those those daily tasks, bathing, getting dressed, doing some light housekeeping, maybe cooking some meals, running some errands. Uh, they, I mean, they, they can do a lot for you, okay? Maybe throw in some laundry and just help you with those daily tasks and help you remain independent at home. I'm a huge, huge fan of that, of that service. However, if that service is now increasing because you need more and more and more care if that increases up to the level of 24-hour care first of all you're going to have a challenge because a lot of these home care providers just like all the other businesses throughout the country they're having a tough time with staffing so they can only staff the hours that they can provide staffing for, and they may you may get declined, okay. But uh, but but if 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 the home care provider does have the staffing and you can afford it, I mean it's fantastic. It's one on one support. However, a twenty four hour home care provider in your home, twenty four hours a day, each month, that's going to cost you about eighteen thousand. Upwards of about $24,000, $25,000 a month, each and every month. Now, I don't care how much money you have, that's expensive. If you can afford it, God bless you. That's fantastic. Go for it. It's wonderful. But a lot of folks, bottom line, a lot of folks cannot afford 24-hour care. 
So it may just be a financially driven decision where you say, you know, we, we're spending about ten, twelve thousand dollars a month, and that just keeps escalating because our needs escalate. Uh, it's probably going to make more sense to consider assisted living for six thousand a month, maybe long term care for eight or nine thousand dollars per month uh, at this point. So at some point, it just may be a financially driven decision. Okay, it could be as simple as that. And then last but not least, when the care that you provide is just not enough, you're not able to keep up with that ever-increasing demand on the caregiver, why not consider changing your role from that hands-on caregiver, the care provider, okay? Why not change your role to the care manager or the care advocate, meaning... Let's find a great place together. Let's let a staff provide the care that your loved one needs and then shift your role to the manager. Speak on behalf of your loved one. Manage the staff as far as the expectations. Let them know everything they need to know about your loved one so that they're in the best position possible to take care of them. Mom's an early riser. Dad likes to sleep in. Mom's up half the night, and she's going to go want to go walking around. She has her days and nights mixed up a little bit, but that's, she's done that for years. So, so mom doesn't like a certain food. Mom really loves anything to do with music. Just help them be the best care providers that, that they can be. And then now, once you find a great place and they, they're meeting his or her needs, then you can transition more towards your traditional role as the loving spouse, the loving son, the loving daughter, in my case, the loving grandson. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense and answers the question, the difficult question, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. I have a whole lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Don't forget to check out the podcast of all of our recent episodes at SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we've answered the question, when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. And assuming that we're going to move forward either immediately or at some point in the future. And let me just back up just for a second. If you're really not sure and you're still not sure after kind of going through all of those different points, this is a general rule of thumb that will never get you in trouble. Move sooner than you think you need to move. You, you, will, not, uh, you will not be sorry about that. So it's kind of like the stock market. Your timing probably won't be perfect. <laughs> so make a decision and, and, and do something. Okay, take action. So if you know you're going to move, it's just a matter of time. You're not exactly sure. The general rule of thumb, just move. 
and, and just take that next step. Okay, most of the time, I think you're going to be pretty happy that you did that. So general rule of thumb, move sooner than you think you need to move. And you still might be a little late, but <laughs> right. But I, I think you'll be all right. Okay. So you made, you made the decision that you need to move. So now what do you do? Well, Steve, we're all dressed up and we're ready to go, but we don't know what to do. Again, if this sounds overwhelming, it is. If it sounds nerve-wracking, it is. If it sounds kind of scary because there's fear of the unknown, yep, that's true. We don't want to get the, the wrong place. I mean, we want to make sure we get the right place. I mean, how do you do that? That's, that can cause some high anxiety, and deservedly so. So what do we do, Steve? Do, do we just we just go out and start driving around and just like look looking for looking at places? Well, there's this place you know, down the street and they just built it and oh, oh it looks pretty. Ah, uh, oh, it's probably real expensive though. Well, uh, you know what? We're going to go down there. We're going to check it out. And then you know, so and so from work said that you know his aunt is in this particular place. Ah, right, we're going to go check that one out. There's one by uh, I drive by this one place going to going to work. Kind of on my way to and from work, and it looks like it looks pretty decent. I'm going to go ahead and check that one out as well. And all of a sudden, we've got this shotgun approach where we have different family members driving all over town looking at all kinds of different stuff. We have no idea what we're looking for, we're just looking at places, we're doing our best, okay. But we're just looking at places. Guess guess what? I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You're probably wasting your time on most of these, if not all of them. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try to help you avoid spending you know, 50 to 100 hours, which is the average, by the way. People are spending 50 to 100 hours running around looking at all these places. You're hearing the great sales pitch and you've been treated to lunch and you went back a second and a third time only to find out they don't offer memory care. Oh, gosh, I wish I would have known that. I wouldn't have spent all this time wasting your time or my time. Or you, you do all this stuff and then the salesperson says, all right, and so... We'll just need the first check for the first month's cost, and that's going to be $8,950. And you're like, well, mom doesn't have any money. We're going to have to build that Medicare thing or that Medicaid or whatever you call it. I don't know. They, they can pay for it. Oh, I, I'm sorry, sir. Our community is private pay only. We don't participate in the Medicaid program. You mean your mom can't afford this? Oh, heck no. She can't afford all that. I'm sorry, sir. This is not an option for you. Okay? Don't make that mistake. So here is what you must determine before ever even thinking about starting your search. First of all, well, you can call my firm, Senior Care Consulting, and we can just hand it to you on a plate, <laughs> right? We can walk through this uh, uh, with you and make this 
very, very simple. And you notice I didn't say easy. This is never easy, ever. Okay, but we can make this process very, very simple. So you can give us a call, or you can definitely do it on your own. But what you need to determine before you ever think about conducting your search is you need to know what level of care your loved one requires. Well, what do you mean, Steve? I mean exactly what I said. You need to know what level of care your loved one requires. So do they need long-term care? Do they need the assisted living level of care? Do they need residential care? Do they need Home Plus? Or do they need an intermediate care facility, ICF? What do they need? Well, Steve, I have no idea. Well, guess what? This is why so many people... Contact my firm, (laughs) right? Because we conduct a geriatric care assessment to determine all of these critical factors before we ever even think about doing our search. So I relate the level of care to its licensure. So each one of these places have a separate licensure. Okay, They're licensed to provide long-term care or assisted living or residential care or home plus. And and by the way, there are only a few intermediate care facilities around. Very, very, very few. Kind of very specialized. Uh, But there's some good ones. Absolutely. And it might be be the right fit. Well, Steve, you left independent living off of that. Well, yeah, I did because they don't provide care. There's no licensure for independent living. I've talked about that before, the gray area of independent living that has a home care provider. Okay, but we're not getting into all that today. So what level of care do you need? Long-term care, assisted living, residential care, home plus, or an ICF intermediate care? You have to know that before even thinking about starting your search. Number two, what type of care do you need? And here's how I break this out. Do you need general care? Just general, everyday, right down the middle care. Do you need specialized care for someone with cognitive impairment? I generally refer to that as memory care for someone with Alzheimer's, one of the many forms of dementia. It may need memory care because it's a residual of a stroke or part of that Parkinson's decline. Okay, there are a lot of reasons. Most of it is related to Alzheimer's or one of the many forms of dementia. So do you need general care? Do you need memory care? Do you need skilled nursing and rehab? Okay, do you need, very specifically, do you need mental health care? Do you need hospice care? Maybe you just need respite care. Well, what are all those things, Steve? Exactly. Again, these are some of the things that we break down for you and that we just handle for you at Senior Care Consulting. Number three, how are we going to pay for it? That's the 800-pound elephant in the room, right? The stuff's expensive. Everything's expensive. 
And oh my lord, with eight and a half percent inflation and ever increasing, everything is expensive. We might see that average of three to five percent cost increase. We might see that broken next January if this keeps up. The cost of everything rising. We may we may break through that. I hope we don't, but I can see it happening. So payment methods, private pay, Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care insurance. Do you qualify for the VA aid and attendance benefit? Or maybe, maybe we use a combination of these things. Maybe long-term care insurance. Maybe a little VA aid and attendance benefit. And then top that off with a little bit of private pay and boom, we've got it covered. Uh, many times, you know, we're, we're going to be on a simple spend down and we're going to require Medicaid at a certain point in the future. That's fairly predictable. Okay, that's fine. We just need to know what that looks like. Location. We all want to be close. But the question I have is, how far out can we look for the best care options for your loved one? How far out can we go? We all, we all want, want this to be convenient on, on the way to work. Or we want it, if I have somebody say, yeah, Steve, it's got to be within two blocks of my house. Okay, well, <laughs> we're not going to have many, if any, places to consider. We're going to have to throw the net out quite a bit further than that, <laughs> so to speak. Right. So how far are you willing to travel to find the best place? And then last but not least, any personal preferences and needs. So this is what this is exactly how we break it down at Senior Care Consulting. And coming up next, I'll continue that conversation on what to determine before even thinking about beginning your search for a senior care community. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right. So, again, with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we meet with our clients. And we are the first step is that, obviously, we want to get to know you. But we have a lot of really, really specific questions. We have a proprietary geriatric care assessment. Basically, we'll establish a selection criteria, what I call a care profile. And then that tells us exactly what we're looking for. It, it creates a detailed description of exactly what we're looking for. And it answers all of those questions I had in that last segment and a lot more. So I always ask my clients, is your mom or your dad a veteran? Let's say if your dad passed away, we're placing your mother, was your dad a veteran? If he was and he meets all the criteria, 
and your mom meets the criteria that she could qualify for that surviving spouse benefit through that VA aid and attendance benefit. So all, every single question that we have for you in this proprietary geriatric care assessment means something. And a lot of these questions really, really will drive exactly what we're looking for. We want to know about medical history and information, any major medical diagnoses. That's going to tell us a lot. Um, diabetic. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, so tell me about uh, the diabetes. Okay. Is it controlled by diet? Is it controlled by oral medication? Or do we need insulin injections? Okay. If it's insulin injections, uh, then, you know, there are a lot of places that are not going to be able to manage that. So can your loved one take their own blood sugar readings and then determine how much insulin they need when they need it and then inject it into themselves. Can they manage all of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve, Dad, Dad's done this for years and years and years. He's got this thing down. He doesn't need any help with that. Okay, that tells us something. Steve, mom's, mom's managed this for years and years and years, but she's starting to get very forgetful and we're really concerned that she may not be doing this right. Okay, that tells us something. Okay, all these things are really, really important. Can your loved one swallow normally or properly? Or do they have challenges there? Maybe residual effect of a stroke, something like that. Do they need thickened liquids? Do they need a, a pureed or a mechanical soft diet? Do we have any skin breakdown, skin integrity issues? Will wound care be needed? That tells us what type of care and what level of care we're going to need. What about their height and their weight? Did you know a lot of these places have a weight limit? So, for example, I've worked with someone who was 320 pounds. They were definitely overweight. And that was part of the screening when I screened all of these places to determine our top options for my clients. My client's 320 pounds. Can you handle her weight? No, we can't. Our machines go up to 300 pounds and we're not going to be able to meet her needs. Okay, that's great. I appreciate that. Thank you. We just don't waste each other's time after that. They're just not a candidate for us. Yep, yep. See, we can handle that. We can provide a two-person transfer, and uh, and we have uh, equipment, if needed, that can help transfer them from point A to point B. So, yeah, the, her weight's just fine. His weight's just fine, okay? Uh, do they smoke? Most places are non-smoking. Did you know that? Do they have any special needs, special equipment, oxygen concentrator, a CPAP or a BiPAP? Some places can handle managing that. Some places can't. How is their ability to ambulate? Do they need a cane or a walker or a chair? Do they have a power chair? You know, some places don't allow power chairs. Could be a challenge. Do we have pain management happening? Do we have an implanted pain pump? Do we need injections, pain patches, anything like that? Are there any tubes anywhere? IV, central line, pick line, tube feeding, peg tube, NG tube. Is dialysis required? 
there's some places that actually offer in-house dialysis. I mean, that's just incredibly convenient. Most places don't, so then the big question is, can you provide transportation three times a week to and from dialysis? Huge, huge question. Some can provide that, some cannot. Any recent hospitalizations? We have a lot of cognitive-related screening issues. Is your loved one exit-seeking? Are they a flight risk or what the industry calls or terms an elopement risk? Uh, There are two levels of elopement risk. Wandering and exit seeking. So wandering is just cruising around. You're not trying to cause any problems. You wonder, wonder what's going on outside there. And you're just, you're just kind of cruising around. You go outside to check it out. It's zero degrees. It's 100 degrees. You walk out in the middle of traffic. You don't understand that all of these things are bad things. Okay, that's, a, that's something super important to know about. Is your loved one wandering? Exit seeking is a higher level of elopement risk. That is that someone is constantly trying to leave, to go somewhere. And, and who knows where they're wanting to go. But they're looking for a way out. I mean, they're going to crawl through a window. They're going to bust through the front door. They are leaving. That's a much higher level of elopement risk. And there are a lot of places, I would say the majority of places, I can't really handle that very well. So you're going to have to be in a special place. Are there any behavioral issues, any, you know, aggressive, belligerent, shouts or screams loudly, combative, et cetera? We need to know about that. There are all kinds of cognitive related screening questions that we would ask you at Senior Care Consulting. ADL capabilities. Does your loved one need help getting dressed, bathing or showering, transferring, using the restroom? Is there any incontinence? Do we need to manage incontinence? Are they wearing a brief, one of the pull-up briefs? Do we need the medications dispensed? How's their appetite? Any dietary restrictions? I mean, there's so many things to talk about. We want to know exactly we, we want to create a snapshot of this person, where they're at today. We can anticipate their needs down the road. And then that's going to steer us in the direction of one place or another regarding potential senior care communities meeting your exact needs. Well, yeah, we have, we have signs of early dementia, but they don't need memory care yet. Okay. They don't need memory care now, but they... They'll need memory care uh, predictably at some point. Uh, there's there's a pretty, pretty high percentage of confidence that that we're going to need that at some point. So if you if you choose a place that doesn't offer memory care and they need it down the road, six months, two years, you're, you're going to have to move again. Or we can choose a place today anticipating that need and then and then we wouldn't have to move because they could just relocate from general care to memory care within the same building. So anyway, this goes on and on and on. Financial information, social, spiritual information. It, what, you know, what are the things that are most important to you? There's so much to this. This is how we get our clients started along that search and selection process when, when looking for the right fit and then the best place available for our clients. Reach out to Senior Care Consulting for a free consultation, 913-945-2800 or online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. 
May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.